The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy Unearth Tips and Tricks. I'm your host, Babyface Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. And just in case you don't know what he's talking about, Justin's shaved. And, <laughs> and apparently I just look weird according to my wife and my foster son. You mean everyone. And your viewers. <laughs> and my viewers. <laughs> I bet you look weird to yourself. You look in the mirror and go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Our show may not be suitable for young children. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's okay. It'll, it'll grow back quick. We hope to inspire you with creative content for you to bring with you on your next D&D adventure. Whew. I am really excited to talk about our monster today. It is October, so of course we're going to delve into the Halloween theme. So tonight's monster is the Thieving Imp. Now, if you want the full stat block and details, please head on over to CurtAcademy.com and check the show notes on the post blog um but we're gonna build this creature around the satire the satyr not satire satyr <laughs> the ram it's gonna lose a couple abilities the, the ram ability and the short bow we're gonna give it some really fun stuff conjure treat yep um this what? is a really cool so let me envision this monster for you it looks kind of like a jawa in purple carrying a trick-or-treat bag and in it he conjures little magical sweet treats now the treats do give a buff, um, basically significantly are grabbing you, granting you temporary hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. But the treats lose their deliciousness if they have not been consumed within 24 hours. Yep. There's really no negative there, is there? Doesn't seem to be. No, and there's not. The conjure tree is a nice, good idea. What Here is where it gets tasty. <laughs> So, um, it also has eat memories. So the, the creature, the imp targets one creature and it deals, uh, not only does it deal a little bit of psychic damage, but it becomes memory drained. Justin, what does it mean to be memory drained? Well, uh, it steals a memory from the character. Yep. And, of course, we're going to make that effect combat. They're going to suffer the effects of basically the Bane spell yep. for a certain amount of time. Now, that effect is not so bad in and of itself. Uh, it lasts only like a minute. But every time the effect is used on you again, it, it becomes compounded. If it reaches 5d4... So now it's not just regular Bane, but it's basically scaling up, punishing yep. you for losing your memories. And if you get 5d8 in in basically memory debt here... D8 or d4? D4. Did I say d8? Yes. D4. Definitely d4, like Bane. Sorry. Um, they have to roll on the long-term madness table. 
What do you guys think? And it also learns the language a memory drain target knows and gains the skill proficiencies. I forgot about that. What do you guys think of this? So it hands out treats and then finds uh, certain people and drains away their memories. I also kind of viewed it as mostly harmless until you piss it off. Yes. I'm using this next week. <laughs> well, you should. I'll send you the full stat block. For for our patrons, I give it lore and um, interesting background and beautiful it has beautiful art and stats and stuff. So I'll get that to you. Yeah, the Halloween going on. Halloween game going on. So how are you going to use it? Because, like I said, it looks yeah, kind of like a sure. Jawa. Like, at night, you wouldn't know that it's some hostile demon creature. I'm not sure if I want to use it as a monster or an NPC. <laughs> NPC is the episode. <laughs> that, the, the way it's going to go is all the players, they already know about it. They've already bought them tickets. They want to play it. And that is that I'm going to be using uh, little heroes, and they're going to be kids trick-or-treating in okay. their town. Now, I'm not sure heroes. if I want to take this little monster and make him make them think that he's one of the neighborhood kids oh that is genius and it matches he's really tiny yep it's perfect he's got Fuck. a little tail hanging out the back it's pretty great um what do you think ian how would you how can you see yourself using this character i can actually see it as a quest giver Ooh, how so i mean something that seems mostly harmless but it's actually kind of powerful yeah because it's in all in all seriousness, it's a it's not it doesn't do that much damage, but it becomes punishing if you keep getting negatives to your attack <laughs> rolls and ability checks and saving throws yep. because you forgot. Like you... it it sends you out to find this particular thing, and you find out something horrifying about this particular thing that you don't want him to know about. And you come back and like, oh, we didn't find anything. It's like, oh yeah, I'll be the judge of that. And he starts eating your memories to figure out what you guys know. <gasps> or. Keep sitting on the same quest over and over again because it keeps erasing your memory of you going on the quest. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love that. Knock, knock. Who's there? A mirror. I am lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for the Thieving Imp Monster. Ian, you want to tell us about our adventure today? Our encounter today is, of course we'll find it. The ah, fucking kill me. <laughs> The adventurers are hired by Jost, a skilled artificer, to locate a rare crystal deep within the mines. They quickly, however, find themselves over their heads as they navigate the treacherous tunnels filled with traps and deadly creatures. With skills and bravery, they finally reach the crystal and claim it for Jost. All before another adventuring party, also hired by Jost, locates the rare crystal. What do you guys think? <laughs> it's like, oh, that took too long. You guys go get it. Yeah, kind of. If you want something done, send people willing to do it. So how do you think this would unfold at your table with um, comp a gr multiple groups of adventurers seeking the same items? It depends on the adventurers. If you have a bunch of murder hobos, there's going to be a lot of fighting going on. Yep. But when you got the, the compelling trope of characters that are coming along, it's like, oh, we can work out a deal. We can figure something out. Maybe he could, we could split the cash between each other. And you got that one rogue. It's like... I'm going to backstab the first person I find. <laughs> what do you think about giving each character one of the monsters and having them fight each other along with their NPC, their own characters? Oh, well, that'd be handy. Would that be too much? Mm, depends. And would they be willing to play them fully aggressive enough? Oh, my players would. They're greedy as fuck. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll take them on. 
That's it's like, funny. we're here for the quartz crystal. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Um, I really like this because uh, a number of things. We I left it specifically vague on what the item specifically was. Could be a powerful Ooh. arcane uh, focus. It could be a a magical artifact. It could be a number of different things. But having multiple adventuring groups fighting over it, I think, makes you a target. So not only is the travel there dangerous, but if you get it, the travel back. Yep. It's like oddball. Yeah. <laughs> and Halo, for those of you that are too young to know what oddball <laughs> is. Because apparently... I felt really old when I realized that my Xbox 360 is, is older than some of the kids in the locking. Yeah, <laughs> twice as old. It's like 20 years old. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I didn't say you brought it in. Like, what's that thing? Like, so yeah, oh, that's it. My uh, life is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our encounter. Of course, we'll find it. <laughs> I can see you know, Brandon. I, I got a, I've got a question. These yeah. little. It's this fucking punch you put, come up with. Do you just like pop in your head, or do you sometimes. actually sit down and just take time to think about it? It's like, what rhymes with this? Oh, that would be good, right there. Sometimes they pop in my head. Sometimes I have to work for it. I had the best dad joke uh, two days ago. Uh, I woke up. I gave everyone a bowl of cereal. You fed your kids. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I just envision your wife always does that. I don't Kiss know why. the blackest part of my ass. <laughs> uh, but I did that. They oh. <laughs> And the boys ate and stuff, and Evan said, hey, Dad, can I have a second bowl? <laughs> so I went into the kitchen, I grabbed a second bowl, I said, here you go. <laughs> I love it uh, when you take something literally. It's the best part about kids is, you know, you fuck with them. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you want to tell us about our magic item today? Absolutely. The magic item we got is called the Holy Symbol of Divine Devotion. Yeah. The wondrous item, uncommon, requires attunement by a cleric or a paladin. Ooh. While holding this holy symbol, when you use your channel divinity, a small portion of that divine power is pulled into a protective ward on yourself that lasts for one hour. The ward has a number of hit points equal to 1d4 plus your proficiency bonus. Nice. What's the ward do? It's just temporary HP. Temporary hit points. Oh. What do you guys think? Andy makes the tank more tanky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I didn't really. Like didn't occur to me that I just gave that gave that to two very arm, high armored characters. <laughs> I was just like, I was looking at stuff. I was like, what is something I don't see enough of? Channel divinity. Yeah, it comes back on a short rest, and I feel like I don't see it enough. Because are they just too uh, situational? I would say it depends on the archetype. <laughs> but yes, it's like the cleric is pulling out a Red Bull. Give what me a minute, guys. <laughs> What do you guys think? What do you guys think about it being an uncommon weapon uh, item? I mean, I mean, it only grants temporary HP, and it's not that much, so it's yeah. it's okay. One d four plus proficiency bonus. Yeah, so at level oh, one, it'd be up proper. to six for the two tankiest cl classes. So maybe I should have better thought of that. I didn't even occur to me that those are the two high armor characters. They can be. Yeah, well, give the. I don't know. Would you use this in your game? Yeah. I would. What about it doubling as a holy symbol? I like that. That's okay. You should definitely do that. Make magical holy symbols and arcane focus. Arcane foci? Yeah. I don't give a foci. All right. That's good <laughs> for our magic item. Our dungeon master tip is NPC reference cards. Now, document your detailed NPCs. Obviously, this is a given, but it can be tough. As we were just talking about on our show... Um, NPC handbook and all the little sentences you can make to help describe your NPCs. 
it can easy you can easily lose those things, right? Yeah, well, I have not done this at all, and I'm regretting it. Yeah. So, Dungeon Influence on DM's Guild <laughs> created NPC reference cards. And they, and they are super useful. They're basically little tarot card-like files where you just write down one or two lines about the NPCs and carry them in a stack. It's very, very cool, and it makes them much easier to... Um, store them and, and save them because usually, I, I don't know about you, but I write NPCs kind of in my notes just like I would anything else. So they kind of just get lost in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so having them as a card was really a, a, a efficient thing. What do you guys think? Ooh, NPC business uh, cards. Wanted, because I just pulled my phone out. What's it called again? <laughs> NPC <laughs> reference cards is literally on both monitors. Oh, I don't know if that was our thing or if that was the actual product. <laughs> Dun- <laughs> would you use something like this, Ian? Yeah, it can be pretty handy, and you definitely see me do printouts before of, like, monster stat blocks on a single sheet of paper, so, yeah. I did that the other day. That was a really smart idea. Yeah, it was really handy. They're very nice reference cards. They come up with little descriptions of appearance, uh, occupation, motivations, um, a, a myriad of different things, and a little section for your notes, and they look like a monster stat block, which yeah. I think is really, really cool. It's nice touch. So... I think that'll do it for our Dungeon Master Tick, the NPC reference cards. Our player tip of the podcast is don't don't be a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by using honeyed words. words. Now, apparently, in some capacity, in some way, I forgot to say that last week. And I am ashamed of myself. <gasps> That's blasphemy. I know, right? I'm going to, like, be scorched from burst into flames when I'm trying to sleep tonight. It threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. 287 episodes. I think what happened was Matt was the one who introduced it but didn't say it. It kept going. <laughs> All right. So what is Honeyed Words? Smooth talk <laughs> with brothers. a talent for bluffing is synonymous uh, with who, you guys? The bards. Absolutely. Well, did you know that the College of Eloquence can ensure that nearly every NPC you meet will believe whatever pile of basilisk shit you say? Yep. Their third level feature, Silver Tongue, ensures that no matter what D20 roll on deception or persuasion... Um, check can't be lower than 10. Yep. Now, at level 5, with a simple plus 5 to charisma, which is doable, right? Yep. The mod- uh, uh, and a plus 3 proficiency bonus, right, means the lowest you can get is an 18 on your deception or persuasion. Yep. That is brutal. Where does the College of Eloquence come from? Why do you got to be asking me a question to which you know I don't know the answer? There's so many books out now. It's either Xanathar's or Tasha's, one of the two. <laughs> I think it's Tasha's. Yeah. So because I'm more, far more actual, familiar with... This is an with... actual Watsy feature. Yeah, yeah. and it's game, brutal, guys. isn't it? I mean, that's their <laughs> shtick, though. That's kind of their main ability. I mean, it's similar to the Reliable Talent when you think about it. So. Yeah, but Reliable Talent's like level 11, isn't it? I don't remember. At this level 5? Jeez. Now, there's more... <laughs> Also, one more reason why having skills be from 5 to 30 is a bad idea! Does that Tasha's Cauldron of Anything and Mythic Odyssey of Theros. Yeah. Uh, So, there's more. Uh, If we use the Bard's expertise and put it into either of these skills, you can now double your proficiency bonus. 
This pushes our minimum roll for deception and persuasion to 21 yeah. at 5th level. Good luck to any PCs contesting that check, to be honest. Um, but if we want to ensure that honeyed words are believed, we can take a custom lineage and we can snag the Fey Touch Silvery Barbs, which forces them to re-roll should they succeed on their insight check. And then you get advantage on your uh, next... Uh, next check. Yeah. On your, on your next pile of basilisk shit. Brandon is just nodding his head in complete, utter bafflement. Yep. What do you guys think? This will be fun. my players don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You should be telling them to listen to us. Well, What's wrong I, with you? I do, but they just don't. Yeah, they're probably don't or they do, voice. because they hear it enough. There, there is somebody who's suspiciously, like, on point with where the story's at, so... <laughs> I think this is amazing, and honestly, I do. While this is that Ugh. subclass's core feature, that's that's brutal. Get the ground was actually more me having a flashback to when I was playing Pathfinder and I was playing a bard, mm-hmm. and I. But then a, another player then built a sorcerer who had a way higher bluff that was higher than anything I could possibly, hopefully, ever roll with like diplomacy, and he was even off his way to. Spread lies and sabotage the other par- party stuff. It's like, dude, this is... It's okay to do against NPCs. Yeah. Not so much against player characters. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't do anything like that to player characters. Like, I could just see as a bard walking yep. up and uh, saying, uh, We've slain the demon. Here's his head. You promised us 3,000 gold pieces and as much time in your whorehouse as we'd like. Wait, what? Yes, of course. Do you not remember the conversation? We were standing right over there. You had your hair. You were adjusting your hair a little bit. You had a little bit of crumbs on your on your face. Um, and that's what you said to us. Oh, uh, give me a deception. Ah, eh, we're just gonna go with the twenty-one. <laughs> like, that's so yep. phenomenal. You can leverage it in negotiations and completely change the wealth. Yep, disparity between inequality between your characters and everyone else. Because you know that's what they're going to use it for. Of course. So, you guys got any other uh, tips on this? Something I might have missed? <laughs> that's what I'll call this. I do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to me. This could rival tricking a dragon because... 21's pretty high. Well, they have like a plus 16 or plus 15 to their saves. And you roll low for the dragon. It's not a save. It's a contested check. Yep. Even then, there's just that potential of being yeah. able to trick a fucking let's, dragon. Let's, let's make one thing very clear. Very, very clear. Deception checks and persuasion checks are not mind control. Yeah. They don't ensure you're going to get a success in the way you think. Um, something I've seen on TikTok a couple times okay. was them using the... Oh, you're the king. Well, why don't you just give us all your wealth? And, oh, natural 20. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. I'm not going to give you my wealth, but you made me laugh. So what I'll do is I'll increase your wage a little bit more. In that particular case, yes, the players can't succeed. But what it did do was avoid them getting the worst possible consequence. Which is, you know, a bunch of guards stabbing them in the face. Yeah. Especially if you're lying, you end up being kind of deceiving. So keep that in mind. But man, being able to fill yourself full of bullshit is so much fun. And I think that's Sorry, that people, people forget. Because sometimes something is impossible. Like, 
like you, in this case, let's say you're trying to roll deception on somebody, on someone, but you're trying to tell a lie that the player knows for a fact is not the truth. Mm-hmm. So no matter how high you rolled, it doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely makes it tough. So. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. That'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude. By being a fucking dick. <laughs> By being a dick with honeyed words. <laughs> um, well, I guess that'll do it for our show today. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to support us, uh, you're watching on TikTok or, or wherever you're seeing us or listening to us, please make sure to uh, follow us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell for notification. If you're listening on podcasts, please share our podcast episodes on your social media platform. <laughs> Tell your friends, share across Facebook groups, all that jazz. Help get the word out that we're great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the DMs who do listen to us are avoiding telling their players about us. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Don't do that. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like, uh, well, that's an interesting uh, player tip. Yeah, I ain't never going to learn about I'm this never shit. never going to tell my, my players about you. <laughs> You're all boned. Um, so, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. heroes.